In Rwanda's capital, Chigali, there was drama at the home of Miss Diane Rwigara, the woman whose presidential ambitions were stymied after being disqualified to run in the country's last presidential elections in August this year. Last week, stories circulating in various media outlets and on social media were that Miss Diane Rwigara and her family had been arrested and held incommunicado by Rwanda's police. However, yesterday, Monday afternoon, images started circulating of Ronan police scaling the gate to the residence of Miss Rwigara and her family. Video from inside the house shows a very irate Rwigara in a verbal confrontation with a police officer who was attempting to hand her what is said to be police summons. To make sense of this whole situation, I reached reporter Edmond Kajire in Rwanda's capital. Chigali. Today what happened, um, at around 4 p.m., um, officers from the Rwanda National Police um, went there to their home in Kiovu. Uh, I talked to the police spokesperson, uh, Assistant Commissioner of Police, Badeji earlier, and uh, from what we know, they were supposed to, to answer uh, a police summon earlier this morning, in, uh, around 9 a.m. in the morning. But they never showed up at police. So several times they tried to call them, and they never showed up. So when I talked to Fandewa, uh, they told me that um, there was a need for the police to go to the home and, and forcibly enter, you know, to, to confirm or even to just, you know, bring them for questioning. The first time they were questioned by police, did, did they go to the police station yes. or the police came to their house? Uh, they did. I think they came and conducted a search, uh, you know, a search in the house, uh, took a few items and gadgets, uh, including their phones, which, according to the police spokesperson, were handed back to the family. So what happened, they asked, you know, they asked them to go and they will be calling them, you know, once in a while, um, often, you know, to come and, and, and answer a few questions mm. in regard to the investigations from what we know so far. So I think um, what we understand is that they asked for for some time. Uh, I think over the weekend, they wanted a few days to talk to their lawyer. So it, it was agreed that today in the morning they would go to police to continue the, the, the investigation process. So what happened, uh, they never showed up and uh, police decided to go and uh, invoke Article 48 of the the law um, relating to criminal procedure, um, which um, you know gives police the mandate or the power to use force, you know, to bring a suspect, you know, forcibly for questioning if they don't respond to police summons. So I talked to the police spokesperson earlier and he said that when they called them several times and they never responded and they tried to, you know, they went to their home and hooted several times and nobody was opening, uh, they took a decision to force their way into the house and that's what happened. The, the rumor that, that, that Diane Guigara and her family had been uh, taken into custody, had been arrested or disappeared as uh, some people had claimed, this is something that could have easily been debunked by either the family, by the reporters who, like yourself, why did it take this long? Why has it been in the media percolating for this long and nobody has actually taken time to go and verify the facts? Up to now, up to now I mean, journalists have done their best to try and, and go and, and 
see if they can access the home, at least to know if they are not inside. And, and uh, after now, we don't understand what could what could have been the intention of, of the family barricading itself inside, inside the house. Because um, last week, um, Thursday and Friday, uh, we sent journalists there, even um, you know, different media houses, I think even the VOA, uh, sent a reporter there, but there was no access granted to the house. Mm. So that in itself created some bit of confusion because because people are wondering if, if they are not in the house, then why not you know grant people access to come and see and indeed confirm that uh, members of the family are not are not in the house. So, I mean, it, it was it was a very confusing issue, and I think police just took the initiative to go and and and. This time go with journalists and then try to, you know, to break in and then, because either way it, it was not, I think the onus was not on police to prove that the family is in the house. Mm. So on one part I believe there was some, some level of dishonesty from, from the family itself because, I mean, I don't understand why they would not come out and actually, you know, speak to whether it's journalists or any other person that would want to talk to them. Up to now, we don't understand. We have not been able to talk to Diane or any member of the family to understand. Where, where, what where, where are they currently? Are they still at the police station? Uh, the last time I talked to the uh, police spokesperson, they were still at police uh, for questioning, but he said they had not been arrested. He said so they have not they been formally charged with any crimes? So I think up to now, what we are... Uh, dealing with our investigations, at least according to what police says, um, these are investigations which are ongoing. Uh, but um, well, what I understand is that considering that they have not been responding positively to to the police calls and summons, um, there could be um, a decision uh, coming to, to probably detain at least the three of them because uh, what we understand right now it is um, uh, Diane herself and, and the sister Anne and their mother. And the two brothers were asked to go back home because they have nothing to answer. So, so far that's where we stand. Now, one of the stories that I read was that a couple of reporters, including a VOA reporter, had tried to access the, the, the home of the Uyghurs, but there was a confrontation at the ghetto in the vicinity of the gate with the, the presidential guard. What's the involvement of the, pres- the presidential guard in this whole uh, situation? From, from what I understand, as, as we know, the Uyghurs residence is about maybe some 400 meters away from State House. From my understanding and from what the police, uh, you know, told us as when we tried to clarify the situation with it, is that um, the whole area in Kiovo is patrolled by the, the Republican guards, those are the, the, the security guys who who handle the president's security. So they patrol the whole area. So one, once they see someone suspicious uh, when they are doing their rounds, then they come. Uh, and, and, and inquire what that person is doing in the area. But um, from my understanding and from what at least the police told us is that they were not specifically, you know, guarding the Rigara residence because the confrontation itself happened just a few meters from, from the Rigara residence. Mm. And um, it's a whole area which apparently is guarded by, is patrolled by 
the Republican Guard. So the confrontation, I think, was um, I, I did follow up with uh, our journalist when he was, you know, you know, engaged in that confrontation with the, with the security guys. And um, at least at this point, we agreed that there was a, an issue of misunderstanding and people not identifying each other, you know, identifying you know, themselves to each other in a manner that would have allowed them to, you know, to continue doing their job. But um, um, from what police told us is that the guards were not stationed at the family at the family house. Mm. They were just, you know, making their rounds in the whole area, which is understandably near the, the state house. Edmund, p- part of the narrative, uh, and, and, and which has driven also the interest in this story, is that the Guigaras, uh, Miss Diane Guigaras' family and herself, uh, are being prosecuted because of her political activity. Uh, how much of that do you think is true? Also, how is this story being covered in, by the local media? Well, I mean, there's, uh, there's um, Rex Marriott is one of the hottest stories in the, you know, in the news. And um, understandably, yes, um, I mean, people are trying to, you know, come up with a number of theories, you know, around whatever is happening, you know, around that family. But, oh, yes, one, I, one can say that uh, it is understandable, of course, that the family is, 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 is a bit, you know, let's say disgruntled. I don't know if I can use the word. And uh, it has some, you know, grievances. You know, if you look back, dating back to the time uh, the, 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 the businessman died, as Napoleon at the time he died, so it's a family that has been having some some, some issues, some grievances. You know, so it's, it's something you can't detach from whatever is going on. Mm. And the argument has been that whatever Diane and, and her family are doing is the result of anger or the deep pain they went through, the loss of their father, mm. and, and they probably try to... Uh, I think Diane denies herself, but um, this whole thing is about her standing up for the rights of Rwandans and all. But um, I think many people understand the, the, the attachment of whatever is going on to the few events that have been happening to the family. Mm. And... Um, and, and right now, it's very difficult to, to understand um, where this is going to head to. But um, from what we know so far, uh, there could be legal procedures, you know, in waiting. Uh, if indeed this issue of, of tax evasion and, and forgery on part of, of Diane uh, are confirmed. Um, so we're waiting to see how this unfolds. Edmond Kajire is a reporter. He was speaking to me from Rwanda's capital, Chigali.